The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Let me just tie these teachings together. Um, it's two parts, fundamentals or basics of Christianity. So baptism, repentance from dead works, um, some of these things we teach, in, where we tell you to get involved in church, get water baptized, get spirit baptized, what, what does it mean? And that's what we try to cover there then, also the local church. Romans 6 and verse 4, therefore we were buried with him. How are we buried with him? First of all, let me tell your neighbor, do you know you have been buried? That's an amazing statement. You know, the Bible is an interesting book. I was thinking about this yesterday. God deliberately wrote the Bible with a lot of drama, with a lot of literature. It's, 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 it's very dramatic. It's very poetic. You find oxymorons and ironies and all these things there. So it, it paints pictures. It tells you that as a Christian, you are actually buried with or through baptism. And this is why we teach baptism in church. All kinds of baptism. Baptism talks of an immersion. So we encourage everyone that is not yet water baptized in church, get water baptized. If you are not yet spirit baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues, get spirit baptized. Because when you got born again, what God did was he baptized you. He took you and he immersed you into the body of Christ. He dipped you into the body of Christ. Immersion may not make sense to some of us, but how many of you remember when you were growing up? At least I used to do when I was growing up. You had bread and tea. And you would take your bread and you put it inside your tea. Can I get a witness or am I alone? That's what we are talking about here. Then you eat the bread. It tastes better, doesn't it? That's what God did for you when you got born again. He took you and he massed you into himself. Hallelujah. And in doing that, he killed your past. Look, let's read the overs. We were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead, hallelujah, by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. So anytime somebody comes to the altar, which is vital of what we do in church, God does an instant miracle. Now, you will not feel it physically. It may not show on your bank account. But the Bible tells you that's what happens. Therefore, we, all of us, were buried. So God takes you, immerses you into himself, kills your past. Good, bad, and ugly. Thank God he took away the bad and the ugly. Killed your past, your past failures, your past shame, your past disappointments, killed it and instantly raised you up again. Hallelujah. With the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. The earlier you start accepting and learning and understanding. This is what happened on Calvary's cross. This is what Jesus provided. Raised you. Look at what he said. Just like Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Your life should be new if you're a Christian. 
and it should be new every day. Glory be to God. All things pass the way everything becomes new should be a constant reoccurrence in your life. That's how to do this Christian life. So the good things that Jesus has obtained that you are not walking in six months ago, you should be able to walk in them now. So Pastor Barry could not take a one-hour teaching six months ago. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just using it as an example. But he can do it now. He continues to walk in years of life. What used to take him one hour, you can see that there were some challenges here and there now. He can do it in 30 minutes. Somebody say in years of life. Financial challenges, bills you could not pay before, you can pay them now. Hallelujah. Projects you could not do before, you can do them now. That's what Jesus obtained for you. And it's important that you allow your life to comply with these principles like baptism. Because that's how it works. Get baptized. And walk in the reality of your baptisms. If you have been water baptized, if you go into the baptism class, they will teach you. Walk in the reality of water baptism. If you have been spirit baptized, don't be baptized in the spirit and you are not using your tongues. You won't see the power of the newness of life that it offers you. They say the guy that can read and that doesn't read is as good as an illiterate. The Christian that has been baptized, whether it's baptized into the body of Christ or baptized into water or baptized into the spirit and doesn't walk in it, we won't see the effect in his life. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Are you with us this morning? Please learn these things. This 40 to 60 day journey that I'm saying we should do in the month of April and May to sit down and study. And this, this is just one text of redemption. And there are several of them inside the manuals we've given you. What did Jesus do for me on the cross? What does it mean? How can I use it in my everyday life now in 2018? And when you see truths like this, and what it does for you. I me, mean, I don't joke with my baptism, so. Don't joke with it. I don't joke with repentance. When the Spirit of God convicts me, Pastor T, you should not be talking like that or shouldn't have done that. I change. In, in the, the recent pursuit prayers we had, particularly during the Easter weekend, one of the things God told us is that you need rapid change. God told us that some of you, you are taking too long to repent. What you should change, what you should learn in two, three weeks. You are using two, three years to learn it. You don't have that kind of time. Praise God. Because you see, it's as you repent and as you change, as the Spirit convicts you that this newness of life can start showing. Then teachings you could not do in one hour, you're able to do it in one hour. Back to Pastor Barry. But that's just a simple example. Praise God. Lift your hands and say, I receive grace to walk in the power of resurrection. Shout again, I receive grace to walk in newness of life. One more scripture as we close this morning. Matthew 16 verse 18. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody's life is about to change forever. Listen, this Easter aftermath season, again, the Bible said for 40 days, Jesus starts with them. 50th day, the Holy Ghost came. So I'm rounding it up to 60 days, which is like two months. The whole month of April, the whole month of May. We'll do our best every time you come to church to show you things. When you're away from church, meditate on these things. Bring your life to answer those three statements the Holy Ghost has given us. How market? 
Now that Jesus has risen, how market? What is the influence it's having on your life since you gave your life to Christ? And as you are answering that, why is my life like this? Why am I getting this level of results, high or low? Can it be better? And then you examine yourself. Use those three lenses, if I can use that. Examine yourself and allow the Spirit of God to point you in the direction you ought to go. Hear me and hear me very well. If you will get into these things we are seeing, there will be dimensions of resurrection power and the glory of God that you have not yet tasted that you begin to enjoy. Because Jesus has paid for it all already. Can I hear loud amen? Now look at this awesome text, Matthew 16, verse 18, the latter part. On this rock, I will build my church. In context, Jesus asked them, who the men say I am? And people were talking in the natural. Then God, the Spirit of God came upon Peter, and Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus called that revelation a rock. That's what he meant by rock. They're the revelation of who Jesus is. Let me say it this way, the revelation of what Jesus has done. Because who he is, is what made him do what he did on the cross. On the revelation of resurrection, that the son of God will come and he will die for the sons of men so that the sons of men can become the sons of God. On that, on the revelation of what Jesus did, I am building my church. And watch what happens when the church is built on the rock. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Ah, that's a loaded statement. That's a loaded statement. Let me just point out one or two things. The first thing is this. Why is hell prevailing against many people? They are not standing on the revelation of what Christ is and what Christ has done. And hell will always want to prevail. Sickness will always want to prevail. But not if you stand on this revelation of who Jesus is. Poverty will always want to prevail. But not if you stand on wood on the revelation of who Christ is. When you allow these revelations to sleep, you don't learn them, you don't know them, or you don't enforce them. Let me tell you what will happen. Satan will prevail. But when you say, no, I know who Jesus is. I know what Jesus has done. Glory be to God. Sickness will not prevail. When I tell you I've not been sick 25 years, not that sickness doesn't try you. Every time I feel symptoms, man, some of you will notice I've not been wearing wristwatch for a few weeks. Just before my trip, I started feeling some pain on my wrist. And every morning, I just know wristwatch. Every morning, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. That became my wristwatch. That has been for like two, three weeks. I can't feel any pain now. I hardly used any medication. But if I didn't know that by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed, and that's just ordinary pain, no, just wrist pain. But that's when you start dealing with it. But they tell you now you have cancer of the wrist. <laughs> On this rock, the gates of hell will not prevail. You need to know these things, though. These are not Sunday morning sermons, these are life. Why are people broke? Why is poverty and recession affecting people? They don't know that Jesus took their poverty on the cross. On this rock, look at it, Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We need the rock. 
for our healing, for our marriages, for our careers. We need, we need to be on the rock. We need to know or we need to experience what Peter experienced. That God revealed. God, Jesus told him, flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my father in heaven. God needs to show you who Jesus is and what he has done. That's what Jesus was doing for those disciples for 40 days. It's not one doctrine they teach in church. These are spiritual mysteries. And when you embrace them, no sickness will ever invade your body again. It will try you, but you will just shake it away. So my 25 record is still, 25 years record is still intact. Because on this rock, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Number two thing I need to show you because of time is this. He is building his church. And that's why the gates of hell shall not prevail as well. The stronger the church is built, the bigger the church is built, the more effectively and more efficiently the church is built, hell will not prevail. The reverse or the converse, I mean, the, 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 the reverse is also true. The weaker the church is built, the smaller the church is built, the more inefficient and ineffective the church is, hell will prevail. Hell will prevail. The church must be built. Now, God is the one building. Jesus is the one building. But the Bible says we have been invited to be co-laborers. 1 Corinthians 3.9 For we are God's fellow workers. God is not going to come down and preach. Pastor Barry is going to do the preaching. God is not going to come down and do projection. Mr. Kinsley must do the projection. God is not going to come down and invite people to church. Some resident pastors with people that are interested in church must invite people to church. We have co-laborers, fellow workers with God, and you are the building. The church is the building. The church is the field. But let me tell you, if the church is not built, Satan will prevail. And it's not just going to affect the church, it will affect the, the nation. Sometimes people are asking me, in fact, one newspaper sent me that I should write an article about church and the challenges in Nigeria. This is how we are going to solve, part of how we are going to solve Nigeria's problem. Righteousness exalts a nation. We need to be building stronger churches. Yeah, I know that's my own part in nation building. It's not just conferences and seminars and politics. Those things are important and some people are called to that. Part of the solution, we need stronger churches in Nigeria. We need more churches in Nigeria. Bigger churches in Nigeria. Healthier churches in Nigeria. Churches where people don't come late for service in Nigeria. Can I hear a loud amen? Let me put some things I need to put in inside. <laughs> to put pepper and salt on it very well. So the food will be very good. I will build my church. Hallelujah. Please, it's so important. Now, this is what God told me to tell you as we wrap up this morning. In fact, rise up on your feet. Let's close. Build his church. Help me look at your neighbor. In five minutes, look for five neighbors. Tell them, build his church. Let me preach it to another five people. Build his church. (laughs) 
Look at this text. I'm going to pray about this. Luke 11.23. Look at this text very closely. Luke 11.23. He that is not with me and using building his church because that's what he's doing. What is Jesus doing now? Let me Jesus is not building any business. Nothing wrong with being a businessman. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Jesus is not building any family. Nothing wrong with being a family man. Jesus is not building any career. Jesus is not building any nation. What Jesus is doing is building his church. Any businessman that wants his business to be built should connect his business to the church. Any family man that wants his family to be built should connect his family to the church. Any career man that wants his career to be built should connect his career to the church. Any nation that wants to be built, any nation that they want good politicians, good roads, they should connect their nation to the church. God doesn't have two, three, four, five missions. Just one mission. I will build my church. Now, he said, look at what he said. Luke 11, 23. He, he that is not with me, he that is not building with me, the family that is not building with me, the career that is not building with me, the business that is not building with me, the nation that is not building with me, they are actually against me. That is an amazing statement. Look at it. Luke eleven twenty three. Please put it on the screen so they won't think Pastor T is just quoting from something. It's not just that I'm not doing anything. You are doing something. You are pulling down what God is doing. There is no room for vacuum in the realm of the spirit. And I want anyone that has an ear to hear me very well this morning. If you are not building with Jesus in this church, you are not only just standing idly by, you are actually pulling this church down. Unknowing to you. Unknowing to you. The stakes are too high. We're in the last days. You can't just sit by idly. You can't just run and hide anymore. He that does not build, he that is not with me is against me. He that does not gather with me, he is not just not doing anything. The one I have gathered, he is scattering it. Why? Because when my church is not built, Satan prevails, hell prevails. So anybody that is not building with me is actually helping Satan to prevail. Say with me, that will not be me forever. Build this church. Build like he taught us in the place of prayer. You should not be a member of this church and not be praying with us. We pray every day in this church. Find a session that works for you. Start with one. Once you have mastered that one, go to two. Because the more prayer we pray, the better we build. If you can't come on site, pray online. We pray in the morning, we pray in the evening. Build by soul winning. We've given everybody invite cards. Now keep inviting people to church. I'll talk about that at the end of the service. Then build by serving. Find something you can do in the house of God. However small or however great. Build. The body of Christ is meant to be built. If it's not built, Satan will prevail. That will not be our story in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands this morning as we close. Open your mouth. Examine yourself. Am I building or am I scattering? Am I with him or am I against him? Am I gathering or am I scattering? Ask God for grace. Lord, show me my path. Help me to build this church. This is your church. Help me to build your church. Pray. I'm going to give you a minute or two. 
You're going to give you a minute or two. Talk to him. I, I know many of you, God has already been pricking your hearts. This is what you should do, my son. This is what you should do, my daughter. And God is renewing that invite to you afresh. If you're already building, ask him, how can we take it to the next level? For people like me, that's, what, that's the prayer. God, how can we take this into another level? From one church, how can we become 10? From 10, how can we become 50? How can the church be more efficient? How can we be more effective? How can we be more productive? If you are building, don't stay where you are. Keep getting stronger. Keep getting better. And these are the ways we enjoy what Jesus obtained for us on the cross. If the church is not built, hell will prevail. Let me hear somebody say, not on my watch. I can't hear you. Let me hear your voice. Shout, not on my watch. Say with me, I will build with him. I will pray with him. I will serve with him. I will give. I will offer my time. Whatever it is God is leading you to do. Glory be to God. Build through prayer. Build through soul winning. Every member of this church, you should be involved in bringing people to church. I gave you a target. Target 10 people in your life. Start with two or three every time. We gave you two invite cards today. Invite them. If you wholeheartedly will work on 10 people, at least one, two or three of them will show up in church. Then their destiny is now in their hands. What they do with the message they hear. One more time, lift your hands. Grace to build with you, Father. I receive it now. Come on, open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. As I examine myself, help me see the areas where I need to make adjustments. Hell will not prevail in my life. Hell will not prevail in this church. Because the church of Jesus Christ will be built. In my life and all around me. I hope you know the church is not the building. The church is the people. You and I are the church. I will be built. People around me will be built. And hell will not prevail. Sickness will not prevail. Poverty will not prevail. Failure will not prevail. Keep praying, church. If, as we are praying this morning, if you are here, you are not born again, quickly raise your hand up. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.